Certified, qualified West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned in to the greatest show on earth. It's the Hard Luck Show. Coming at you from the bunker from Southern California. Sitting on my left, my co-host, my partner, is Chumahan Bone. Hey, you want me to get on that now? Oh, yeah, it's like uh, that. It's uh, it's Chumahan Bowen, American. I said America icon, Indian, elegant, barbarian, Southern mm. Californian. Yeah, come on. I said, come on, come on. 
Come on. I said, come on. Yeah. I'm pumped up, bro. Oh, motherfucking Jumai's pumped up. Hey, come on. Oh, blue eyes on sound. Yeah. Look at that. You yeah. putting the top down today? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. About to go cruising in this convertible. Ooh-wee. Yeah, bro. Sean Lewis, so certified. Yeah, bro. As an audio professional. Yeah. Engineer. For the hard luck show, baby. Baby. Yeah, bro. Nice. Nice. We got nice little. That's a panty dropper. Hey, that's right, baby. Yeah, bro. It's a panty dropper. Lefty's feeling this. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. You like that, yeah, bro? What's up? <laughs> we went to oldies yeah, today. Yeah. Okay, enough that's with the fucking lefty for a second. Hey, 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 hey. What's going on? <laughs> bro, no. Yeah. Uh, bro, no. What's up, bro? What's up? What's bro. up, bro? Bro, no. Bro, no. No, bro. No, bro. Bro, no. Nothing, man. Yeah, Nothing, this man. is why you're gonna have problems with that dude. Why do you? Because mean? you keep fucking around. You're ODing on the shit. No, listen. Let me tell. I'm, a, I'm telling you, you're not gonna tell me anything because I'm he's telling. the one that's had the problem with you. Let's, he don't have a problem with me. Right. So he doesn't. Listen, you can wait, tell. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Listen, right, listen. Rewind. You can tell. Listen. I'm listen. not gonna tell him anything. I, no, no, no. I booked you tell guys him up. to stop going I through to, you. I told him. I told him to call you. You guys deal with it. Tell. I. He. Listen. First of all, I don't. He's mad. Yeah, he got. So mad. what happened? All right, so, so I'm minding my own fucking business. Yeah, that's never happened. Right. Okay. I'm I'm minding, I'm minding everyone else's business. I'm doing my thing. Oh, yeah. I'm working. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I go. I'm working. Is that right? I'm working. All right. And all of a sudden, I get a text. I'm pissing people off. That's what you I'm pissing people off. I'm listen, doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Listen, I'm sitting there doing my thing. Right. Yeah. And uh, like in the evening time, right? In the evening time, I get a text from Steve. Yeah. Big Lux. Right. right? And he's like, hey, if you got a minute, can I call you? Or can you call? Can yeah. we talk? Yeah. Now, when Big Lux gives you a text, yeah, and it's you like make super polite. You and make a little room. You, you, yeah. Well, not just that, but like you can tell by the way Big Lux approaches a text what the conversation is going to be like. Like, he doesn't come, when he's trying to maybe talk to you seriously, he doesn't come on, he, he you know, he's like, hey man, we've got a little bit of time, man. maybe we could chat. That actually means, motherfucker, you better call me right now, right? Because right? right. it's it's different than like, yo, hit me up when you can. <laughs> like, that's another conversation. Right. So I said, no, and I see this text, I'm like, hey, if you got a little bit of time. When he's over polite, that means, uh-oh, we got to go into fucking, mm -hmm. some surgery's some... about to happen, yeah. right? We got, yeah. it's an ER situation. Right. Because right. mm. he ain't the one to fucking be like, hey, it's emergency. Mm. So I go, ah, shit. So I got to go out to the garage because the baby's sleeping. Right. Oh, shit. <laughs> I didn't even, you see what I mean? I, I didn't even know I set off an alarm like that. Oh, yeah. You no, know, it's like I got to go out into the garage. The baby's trying to, my wife's nippling the baby. You got to get out of there. So I go out there and I go, what's going on? And he goes, hey, <clears throat> you know how Steve, you know, well, you know, I mean, you know, big lips kind of. Mm -mm. And when, you know, I feel like, I feel like even Steve's kind of torn. 
Because mm-hmm. basically what Steve's trying to say is that when we started putting the clips together from the last show, mm-hmm. right, I feel like Steve on the one hand sees it as a good thing and it's fucking funny and he sees that. But then Steve's also got one foot in the like neighborhood zone where it's like I kind of understand where Lep's coming from a little bit, mm-hmm. and so, and I and so now I'm like, okay, what do you, what do you mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, well, where are we at with this? Mm-hmm. Right? What is the deal here? And so it turns out that Big Lep kind of was a little bit irked, and even Lep's halfway in and halfway out, kind of the way it's where mm-hmm. I'm hearing it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, on the one hand, you know, it's Big Lep, Rebels 13, can't be fucking, you know, uh, uh, uh. but on the flip side is, he's also, you know, a personality now. Is this changing his life? Things are different, right. right? Right. Okay. Is it? Well, that's a good question. Okay. So, and, you know, I'm just going to fucking stay, I'm going to be straight. I feel yeah. like Big Lep's even got kind of a weird little problem with me. I feel hmm. like. I think you're wrong there. I know, you said that a couple times. I think you're totally wrong there. The reason why I say that is because on my poetry, when I put it up, there was one thing, right? I put up, I put something up that said, don't hate the game, hate the, don't hate the player, hate the game, right? right? Something like that. But what it was, my twist on it was, don't hate the player, hate the game behind the game, mm-hmm. right? It's like, whatever you think the game is, you really be mad at the thing behind that. That was my thing. I don't know what Lepke understood from that, but he came off pretty hot on the comments. Like, he came off real hot, bro. Like, he came off real oh like, hot. How so? What did he say? Oh, he said something to the, I can't remember. And it was one of those things where I didn't have the time to get involved in a Lepke. Now, is this, has this happened a few times? Yeah. Okay. So everybody I know that knows Lepke right. could say the same, same thing, thing you're saying. Mm-hmm. Oh, like okay. on a Tuesday at 2 o'clock, yeah. All right. he decided to go in on something that I posted either that day or maybe two weeks ago. How many times has he done that to you? It, it's a number of times. Right. Okay. So a number of times. Not, he wants a, and I don't even know where he would, like he read my shit wrong. Right. 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 Like right. that type of shit or right. you took it somewhere. I wasn't even talking about that. Right. That type. But that's, but that's just Lepke. That's just Lepke. Uh, okay. Deciding that today is the day I'm going to analyze some of this shit that I, two minds always writing. You know, let me look at some of this shit. Right. Oh. And he just had an extra 10 minutes to go deep on it. Right. But I know a lot of people. I know a bunch of people that do shit like that. But Lepke's definitely one of those guys. So let's remove that from your basis. Okay. okay. All right. So, okay, good. This is good. Then maybe maybe it ain't just me. So then oh, it's maybe, not. Okay. Because then other times, right, I was like, uh, so, and then, well, all right, I'll tell you another one. And Lepke's also got at me a couple of times because he's let me know that there's people hitting him up being like, you can't let Chumahan fucking control the conversation with you, bro. You got to, Chumahan's telling you to be quiet and step down and get back on track. You got to kind of like handle that or whatever. So I'm like, All right. I mean, I understand that, <sighs> right? I kind of, I don't really understand that to be honest with you. This mm-hmm. is our show. And mm-hmm. I love Big Lep and I respect him. And sometimes mm-hmm. his tangents are entertaining. The flip side of it is, is that, we're trying to stay on topic or we're trying to do our own thing as well. I've See, here's the thing. I have never heard, nobody's ever come up to me and said anything negative about Lepke. Now, maybe that's me. Maybe right. that's because they know my relationship. 
But I think more it's honest. People come up to me all the time. And, dude, you guys are hysterical, bro. I love when you have Lepke on. Right. That's the best. She is the best. Funny, bro. Da-da-da-da. I love that. When are you going to have Lepke on? So everybody wants more of Lepke. Now, somewhere in that, I believe there's people that are, like, getting it Lep or whatever. And we'll tell them, hey, man. This guy disrespecting you, the tone, that sounds like this. Yeah. And, hey, how you let them do that? And and some motherfucker that's not even on the show, right. who ain't coming on the show, right. who ain't got shit I want to hear about, right. ain't got shit for this show or for me or for anybody else, right. is in his ear right. because they're not on a mic because nobody's asking them shit. And wants to tell him, hey, you need to keep up this right. Not- you, you need to, you need to, that ain't cool. That you need to check like, and it's bullshit. And I think that Lepke is still there's still some opinions out there of some people and that matter to Lepke. And I understand that. And there's a side of this thing that you guys aren't, you guys didn't grow up in. You're not a part of. Right. There's a there's a certain amount of. Uh, you call it machismo, masculinity, pride. You could call it a number of things. I don't even know what it is, but there's a certain little line, and and it feels like if if a guy that comes from where I come from, if somebody's oversteps that boundary, or if we feel like somebody is right or sense it, yeah, their reaction's going to be very um um defensive really defensive about it bro right uh, for a reason you know sure uh, because other people are looking and i can only let so much happen before these start people start thinking i'm a punk right as crazy as that sounds to you and i can't be a punk because i'm still invested enough in what i signed up for that i can never be a punk all right so, and so there's this weird there's this thing you know and i'm just gonna say that's why i understand or lepke's at and listen this ain't the first rodeo with this situation. Right. We had a situation very much like this with one of my own boys, Diablo. Right. So I see it and I understand where they're coming from. And when that energy even shows up, I understand it. I also understand it from our point of view and from your point of view. Right. That this is, this is a podcast. Uh, I like to think we keep it real. Um I can't help it if somebody's just fucking funny the way they are. Right. And I and and I'm not belittling any motherfucker. And I'm not going to be belittled. But at the same time, man, this ain't a show where it's a couple uh guys that uh um the co-hosts are scared to talk to them and they just do whatever they say and like this nobody's a, being honest and it's just like this ain't you're a, here. Yeah, yeah, this ain't a pump-up show. No, it's not. So, you know, there's going to be different and I understand, dude. Like, I, I at a at a point, I'm like, hey, man, Lepke, his personality, his talents, different things. He, he he's a character, man. He's a, he's a really like. There's something to Lepke, and I and I hope that at this point in time, he's gonna allow stuff to unfold by being himself. Well, he, and not holding back. Well, here's the thing. All right. So or letting somebody else dictate what the guy you, does. You want to know what comes up for me in this situation hmm. a little bit is I feel like sometimes a lot of people who know me a certain way, 
right? Like mm. I'm in the office, I'm a lawyer, I'm mm. fucking a wise ass, I fucking joke around, right? right? Right. Okay. And so I think because of all that, they forget that like I'm dear Sean, thank Sorry. you. Thank you, old blue eyes. Mm. I think because of that, I think sometimes people forget that I'm from somewhere too. I'm not mm. trying to say that it's the same. I'm not trying to say it's equal or not equal. <laughs> We're all from somewhere. But my point is, is that I've had struggles. Lepke sometimes there comes, you go. Lepke comes at me with right. You grew up on a reservation. Lepke comes at at me with I you know 57 years I blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But he's just thinking about him. Mm-hmm. He's not thinking about what did I go through. No. What have I not. overcome? He's not. Right. And what disciplines have I instilled in myself to get me to a place where certain friends of ours, right? actually rely on my advice brother he 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 doesn't i think he lacks uh, maybe maybe there's an understanding that we have that maybe people like him don't have of you right he's not listening but listen i and i listen i get it juman like i i said this to other motherfuckers i'm like well juman ain't no punk so if you want to put your shit down and go heads up yeah with him he's gonna fight you bro. right he's not he ain't, dude ain't scared he ain't that much of this man that he ain't gonna roll up his sleeves and Either am I if you're listening. But I know you're not no punk. I know you didn't come up. You didn't have a, a, a silver spoon in your right. ass. College. Like, every other listeners can get this real clear. I know this man and what he's he's been up against. He might not have been jumped into a gang or neighborhood or from, from a hood, but you've certainly had to fight and fight your way up and through all sorts of shit. So... I look at you as a peer in many ways. Right. Similar. Right. Uh, and I would hope that our guests have been listening. Right. And understand that not only have I earned myself my way to this table. Right. To, with you to have this show and Sean, but but you have too. And so has Sean. Like, right. Um, there's a reason for all this. And, I, and when that's going to get discounted or somebody's going to talk to you like you're some professor. Right. Um. That's not the, they've got the wrong dude. They're talking to the wrong dude. So. Well, so here's the thing, too, and I'm not even just talking from a physical standpoint, right? Like what you're saying, right? I'm also talking about, for especially for Lepke. I really hope he's listening to this, right? I love Lepke. Mm-hmm. I think Lepke's got such great potential to touch a lot of different people in a mm-hmm, great way, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that Lepke's identity and his credibility doesn't all, I'm not saying none of it does. I My <clears throat> personal feeling is it doesn't all stem from his life in the streets. <clears throat> it's not, that's not the only part of Lepke that exists, no. right? There's a creative part. There's a funny part. There's an energy part. There's a part that he can, you could set Lepke up anywhere, give him no script and say, say some shit to the people and they will feel it. They will be like, oh, that guy. Whether mm. it's laughing with him, whether it's whatever it is. He's got that. Whatever that is, he's got that. He's a fucking, I don't know, he's part, you know, Titan or cyborg or something. He's got some kind of energy, right? But I think one of the things that Lepke kind of doesn't realize is that that a lot of what I do, like, is on the line of mocking, making fun for Mm -hmm. sure, but also enjoying or loving or appreciating. I understand that, bro, but the mocking part, and you that was the first thing you said, yeah. the mocking part. That's Absolutely. where I think um, there's a fine line, and I think that 
I think that that's where you figure out the volume on it. I think that's where people get. get I'll tell you up. another thing, man. And I know it's not. Listen, also, I'm 45. Okay. Think about my mouth. Listen, think mm-hmm. about my mouth. Think about that I'm 45. And think about how far, when you talk about there's a line, mm-hmm. think about how many times I've been real close to that line. How familiar, how intimate do you think I actually am with the line where it's like, all right, that, you can go right up to this and you could poke the bear a little bit and the bear might push back a little bit, but there's a line. I got a ton of friends Mm -hmm. who think they can go up to the line too. I've had, Sean, you've known me for how long? I don't even know, man. Right. 30 (laughs) years? Right. How, like, honestly, how many times, like... How familiar do you think I am with the line of like pushing the mock and the joking up to the edge of nearly but not quite getting to a fight or getting fired or whatever? You said something to me the other day. Actually, it was last week. And then you backed off the line and you're like, hey, I I know I see the signs. And uh, so I was like, oh, okay, yeah. What was it? It was uh, the mixer. Oh, remember that? <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds. Yeah, last week, Sean goes, I forgot the mixer. Yeah. Right? And, and Steve, you didn't even climb up that tree. Steve saw it. Yeah, I Steve was waiting. Saw, Steve saw it coming. I felt like you were a little disappointed. I didn't I was. <laughs> I didn't get but it. But I didn't want to feed it. I, I was going to say, you going to let this motherfucker just get away with that yeah. or nothing? Yeah. But I didn't. Yeah. Because I could feel the energy, too. I he saw, wasn't having it. Right. Right. And, and for whatever reason, on that one, this is what I'm trying to, this is what I'm trying to explain to you. Do you know how many friends I've got that get in trouble and they complain because they're like, well, Chumahan ah, said, Chumahan said that. I'm going to cut that bullshit. Go ahead. Let me just get, let me just get as real as I can. For Do you, it. Whether people like it or not. Go ahead. When you're playing the loops and the bites over and over again, yeah, it is funny. Right. It does get Ah, maybe sometimes for my own personal taste, it's a little bit, it goes a little bit long and stale. Yeah. That's because it takes a lot to make me laugh. Right. You know? Right. And I do think that's just funny. But once it becomes slapsticky and there's lots of laughs and laughs behind it, Mm -hmm. the dudes that we're talking about are going to start feeling like they're the butt of a joke. Right. Well, and listen. And I... Feel it, see it, know it. Like, this is the type of stuff that I understand that saved my life. I can read it coming. When Lepke got at me, I knew the tone. I knew exactly where that conversation was going. I knew it wasn't the other. And I understand it. But there's, if that person isn't, this is what I'm getting at. Here's the main part. Go ahead. If that person isn't in with it, where they don't give a fuck, they're cool with that. Like, I don't, I'm not, that's not me. I don't care. Like, that's cool. It doesn't bother me. When that person's like that, yeah. then we can just move through it and there's going to be no hiccups. But if they're not, right, you're going to run into snacks. Well, this is where I'm going to try to, this is, you know what? This is, I'm going to tell you something. Look, it's a well-worn path that there are certain types of people that don't have a sense of humor about themselves. That's a well-worn fucking path. Yeah. Okay. And I also am aware, very aware in my life, that some people's levels are different. And some people have a certain, like, uh, 
they've got they can they can they can punish you in ways that others won't, mm-hmm. right? And so you might give a wider berth to some people that might punish you in ways that they that they that that others won't, right? And you gotta as a human being, you gotta take that assessment constantly, calculate that as it goes. Because sometimes you, you know, you're with somebody that doesn't have a sense of humor. And by the way, they're going to fucking put you six feet under if you joke about it too much. Right? Hell yeah. Right. And I'm trying to tell you, right, that I understand that. I definitely understand. I know a guy that if you bring up his past. Right. Right? Yeah. You bring up some shit. Right. As soon as you even lead on to it, you've buried your own ship. Right. Even if they don't say anything. Right. I know this dude. Right. And you're done, bro. Right. But let me tell you something. Mm. I'm going to tell you another thing. Mm. So I know a guy, you and I both know a guy, mm. right? That we, he's not, he, that's, he ain't about, he's not going to do that. Mm. He's not going to come on and there's going to be some bunch of joking mm. and then it's going to be like, blah, blah, blah. That ain't going to happen. Mm. But that guy doesn't come on. Right. That guy, guy doesn't, doesn't come, come on. on. Right. Right. He would never show up. Right. right. Because he has the understanding that this is what so, this is. So basically what you're getting at is this is half-stepping. Yeah, I'm saying Big Lep comes he's, on. Mm-hmm. He wants to. It's the same. Listen, I love Big Lep, but he's got five years. Mm-hmm. All right. That he, and that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. But he's got five. And they say your head comes out of your ass after five, but that don't mean there ain't shit in your ears. <laughs> Damn, dog. Wait a minute. Listen to Lefke's what Lefty's got five years clean time. And right. the quote is in these rooms that at five years, you hear a big pop. Right. And that's your head coming out of your ass. That's right. But that does not mean there is not shit all the way down your ear canals. Right, and so my point is, I got some time off. That, this sh- that I just made. I made. You made that up. I That's made great. up. Damn, I made up, homie. I. You know why I made that up? Because I had nine years. All right, <laughs> in my nine year mark, I had enough of crusty old time fucks telling me shit. I got enough of it. I'm down for wisdom, but if you're in the rooms like I've been in the rooms, and I'm not even in the rooms as much anymore. Right. Okay. I'm not, we can have a discussion about that later. Okay. But I spent a lot of time up to about 16 in the fucking room. And yes, when I you say did. in the rooms, I mean, all right. And there was a lot of crusty old timers that would talk a lot of shit. Yes. Like they knew it. Right? Like they knew it. And there was guys with five years that were talking a lot of shit like they knew what recovery was. Yep. Right? And I managed a fucking sober living in Malibu. Is there a Malibu pier? Maybe. I managed a fucking sober. So I've seen the business side of it. I've seen all this shit, right? Okay. So the reason why I said, you know what? I'm going to add a twist because they were saying, they were telling me all the time, five years, your head comes out your ass, right? And they would say it like, okay, now I've arrived. I've arrived. And I thought, you know what, motherfucker? That doesn't mean there isn't shit in your ears. And that's why I brought that up. In fact, I would go to meetings at a certain point and I would hold up some of the AA pamphlets mm-hmm. because I'd be like, there's information in these pamphlets that you're, whoever's in this room, that might not even be your sponsor, but they're just talking down to you right now. They're talking to you in a way that doesn't reflect what's in the approved right, pamphlet. Right. Sure. Right? Right. Yeah, dog. And there's a real, 100%. and there's a real, thin line between 
sharing your experience and hope with another guy. And sharing your fucking opinions. That's right. And opinions kill motherfuckers. Bro. And the, and the way you and but I can't stop people in their opinion. So this no. is this is where this is where I come in. Right. I go, look, I ain't gonna shut you down because I'm not gonna say you can't talk. Whoever it is, I don't give a fuck who of it is. Of course. You can come in here and, and say your piece, but I'm gonna have a fucking response for your ass. And if you don't like it, if you get fucking wet nipples off of that shit, then you know what? That's on you. Cause you came in here and you started talking big. Right. And then if I talk big back, mm-hmm. And then that hurts your feelings, mm-hmm. but you can't express it. So you got to hide behind some kind of principle or machismo or whatever. That's on you. That ain't me. Now, I am learning. I ain't going to lie. There's a balance to, sure. all right, making fun of people. All right, fuck it. You're right. I know that. I can talk a big one all the way down the line. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I know somewhere inside that there's a balance between making fun of people in a good way or even in a medium way and taking it too far. All right, because I, I would be lying if I didn't say that was true. So I know that that's true. I'm going to say this. Mm. It has been my science, mm. my personal science, to study and think about and learn, learn, what it is that is that line and how it affects and why and, and what purpose. And I don't want to get into the it's got to be positive all the time type thing because that's how you wind up with like Ellen shit, Ellen Degenerate, mm-hmm. right? Where she's got this public face of being nice, but everyone thinks she's a bitch behind the scenes because she, there's a lot of accusations about her being a bitch. And I always know that, like, when someone's putting up a front where they got, like, oh, yeah, man, it's positive and spiritual, there's either fucking, stealing, something else is going on behind the scenes when it's too much. And especially if you're trying to control how other people are coming off. So Lepke and I haven't had the conversation yet. I want to. I called him. He said he was going to call me at 12. Motherfucker called me at 1.30 like I'm not a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Right, I ain't running around without a schedule, motherfucker. I, I if you tell me you're gonna call me at twelve, left call me at twelve. If you if you say that shit, right, right, right. I love Lep. I'm gonna make that guy money. I know I am, but Lep's got to understand that to a certain extent, he is a funny motherfucker. Ain't no way around it. Right. Well, I think that's the talk you need to have with him. And you there know ain't what? no way around it. And why should he have to go around it? His Not humor. His that's it. Not to be himself. His humor, by the way, a listener, and I forwarded it to him. I fucking forwarded the fucking message. A listener messaged me. I'm fucking, I'm, my phone is doing the live shit, so I can't get it. But miss, a, mess, a, a listener messaged me two days ago and said, those big uh, lep sound bites, his mother's dying. His mother is dying. And he was crying. And it's one of those life situations where there's like, ain't, there ain't shit you can do mm-hmm. except be there. And he said that when he, he was with his mom, she's dying, he was crying. And uh, he said that, um, yeah, but it doesn't show his name. And he said that listening to Big Lep's quotes and the way we were fucking around with it had him laughing mm. through that misery. And I forwarded that to Lep. To say, like, look, this collaboration, you, me, collaborating, you say funny shit, 
I find out what's funny and play a soundbite is making somebody else happy mm. in their misery right now. You hear that, Lep? Right? And, you know, it took Lep about, you know, I'm not going to lie. I sent it to him and he hit me back with like, what's that supposed to mean? Because he only read the first part of it. I'm like, Lep, read the whole fucking thing, bro. Yeah. I'm not trying to fuck you up right now, bro. I'm trying to show you that you're Next helping. Next time when you send something like that, say, hey, this is... Uh written word of God <laughs> something like that to him and he'll read through it you know <laughs> you want real recovery read this yeah we want real recovery so in any event what I'm trying to say is and when you and I talked Steve I wasn't like okay I'll, uh, you know I was I was understanding I was like alright I guess he's you know a little butthurt over this or that or the other thing and then Lep said no go ahead if it's funny so we got back and forth and I, and I pushed back on him a little bit in this text and just said, look, bro, I understand you got 57 years on a hard planet. I got 45. Uh-huh. And I didn't get to where I got by getting approval from other people. Right. No one wanted it. I'm just telling you. So uh, he said, fine, just don't make it sound like Schmitty sucking my dick. That's And the- that was never the case. Right. I don't know. I, I would even dis- I would even like. That makes no sense. Why right. he even said that? Okay, right. it never sounded like that. And that is maybe a cleanup. Right. You get what I'm saying? That might just be a cleanup. You had to say. But right. what I will, what I will say is, there's a couple things I will say, and that is that, um, you know, prior to all this uh, social media and all this shit like that, like back in the days then. You came from a certain neighborhood. You have a name that's attached to that neighborhood. Yeah. And everything is word of mouth. Right. And you're kind of riding off word of mouth. Right. It could be some lies and you end up fucked off and it wasn't even the truth. Or it could be the truth or it could be, you know, whatever. And you're riding and reaching and everything is playing off of what people are saying about you. Right. And when you really, that's, if that's, if, and if that's what you're riding on, because you don't really have a lot in life. Right. All you've been doing is, the only pennies you've been putting away is into this Right. Name, you know what right. I'm saying? Right, that's your cachet. That's it. I mean, and I don't know if people can relate to this, but I sometimes, I've been out of prison a long time, and, and when I was, you know, when I was first out of prison, you know, you get into those conversations with guys that have been to prison, hey, you know, so-and-so, and so and but after a while... You don't want to have those conversations anymore. And nowadays, I'll run into guys that got out the joint and joint, and they want to have these, hey, you know, so on, so on, so on. And, I, and, and when I tell that to other guys, they're like, man, I don't even want to have those conversations. I don't want to talk about that shit. And I remember I was talking with my sponsor, and I was like, man, the dudes, man, they wanted to have like a fucking 45 minute conversation about, you know, so and so from such and such, and on that yard, and on that. And I'm like, man. And my sponsor was like, well, bro. These guys were locked up for a while. I go, oh, yeah. What if that's the only thing that they have, though? That they didn't go to school. They don't have a degree. They don't have a business. Right. They have, all they have is this experience and reputation, and that's like their resume. Right. That's all they. And if they don't, you take that away, and they don't have. They don't really have anything. And so I remember, like, I don't know. I said that because uh, in that world, man, just a lot's riding off it. And I think if Lepke's somehow. He thinks that that's going to get the wrong people talking or wrong people hearing something or whatever. Then he's, you know, I think, you know, but 
you know, Lepke's, Lepke's the homie, and uh, I would love to carry this on with Lepke. Oh, I we try to have, have him in next week and we yeah. talk, air this out. Right. And uh, I just want Lepke to be Lepke, man. And this think, is why people love Lepke. Right. When he's himself. Right. Not when he's one-dimensional Lepke. Right. That's not what people... People love Lepke because they can identify it with Lepke because he's tangible, because he lets down his guard, because he's... You know, there's all these different reasons. And This is what I'm going to say about Lepke. Mm-hmm. Lepke's a powerful dude. Lepke's a powerful dude. He's a powerful dude because, uh, and it, it's not just—it's not really just about his size. Lepke's Damn. a powerful dude because he's got a lot of emotion and a, a lot of passion. Sure. Right. And I feel like he got a big heart, man. Big I feel heart. like I feel like Big Lep. You know, when 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 we were filming H2K. Yeah. And that homeless dude was causing a scene. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of people around that were like, you know, not feeling that homeless guy and saying like, fuck that dude. And let's go fuck that dude up. There was some people around that were saying that shit. But Lepke was the one guy that went to that dude and said, hey, bro, you want to get sober? You know, you can call me. And Lepke gave him his number. It wasn't even a homeless guy. It was a, uh, it was a homeless guy. Claiming he was a gang member, screaming and yelling in his right. neighborhood right. and talking like loud shit. And right. Lefty was just like walked over and talked to him like a human being. Right. And and, and that impressed me. I, mm. I saw that and I was like, you know what? That That's a good dude. But see, the thing about- I saw that as a sign of weakness. <laughs> But the thing is, <laughs> but, the thing, but the thing about this is, and I think this is something also that people- um, may not understand about me is that as an American Indian, when I grew up on the Puyallup Indian Reservation, there was, um, there was, uh, you know, when I, when I grew up on the Indian Reservation, we would sing songs every morning, sing songs at the end of the day, Indian songs, chief song, fucking potlatch song, like, uh, you know, imagine like an elementary school, the kids are drumming. Everything was Indian there, right? Everything except for like, you know, learning English and the math and the whatevers and the fucking bullshit. But they would have stories all the time, storytelling. And because, you know, American Indian culture has been sort of associated with storytelling, our Chief Lesh Elementary, we took it serious. They took a lot of they took a lot of fucking stories serious. There was one character mm-hmm. that was just I don't know why. As a little Chumahan, I was like, you know what? I love that. I fucking love that. And it was the Raven. Hmm. And the Raven in our culture is a dispenser of wisdom and mockery. Those two go together in that scene. There's some overlap between making fun of people and mockery and wisdom in our culture. And so that I think I've been playing out my entire life knowingly and unknowingly that I've been focused on that, that like for some reason there is a, there's a place of, of connection between making fun of yourself and everyone else and how stupid the world really is when you really look at it, and wisdom. Sean, do you have a, any theory as to why those two things would relate? No, okay. not off the top of my head. Thank you. You're Steve, welcome. do you have any ideas as to why? Why would being a clown 
Because you're obviously snubbing your nose to the to to everything that you know something above or more than what every what everybody else is falling for. It's kind of like you you you're privy. I already know what's up. You guys, this is bull. You know, like <laughs> you're able to talk shit and clown everybody because they don't know when you do. It's that type of a thing. That's part of it for okay, sure. Okay. What's that is, I saw, no, that's a, that is a part of it. You might have described my entire school career. As soon as I finished everything I did, I was fucking off because I could, hmm. because I understood what was going on. This is ridiculous. But the, <laughs> and it's just ridiculous. It was. Ben, I have, dude, I could write eight books on high school. Anyway, but the other part of it is, is that at a certain level of understanding, like, the things that we take so serious, um, they are always, they always fail. They always have a failure built into them. Dude, we were just talking about this, like with police, right? And, and, and Blue, Blue Eyes was like, why wouldn't police want to like completely end crime? They could shut down all these systems. And I was trying to explain that like in every truth, in every system, if you're going to be real about it, there's always a failure. There's always something that doesn't make the mark. It can't capture the whole thing. The mm. attempt is foolhardy to begin with. So you could talk about you could talk about artists, you could talk about soldiers, you could talk about countries, you could talk about histories, you could talk about all that stuff, right? And you can find great things in there. But along with those great things, you're going to see a lot of shit that don't add up. Right. It's not making it. Right. That's life. That's life. So the ultimate point of wisdom for the clown and the sage is that on some level, if you take it too seriously, you're fucked. Yeah. And the only way not to take it too seriously is to see that you, even you have shit on your shoes. Mm -hmm. Right? Like even you, even this, even whatever you think is the most sacred thing, it, it's not 100% right. Right. And so we're all cool with that as long as it's not us. Like, we can see it in other things. You could be like, oh, yeah, I mean, that's fucking. Sure. But then when it turns on me, and then it's like, well, what about you? What's funny about you, right? Gap tooth, fucking, well, all the other shit, right? Loud mouth, won't mm -hmm. fucking get it. He's going to be killed by Big Lep one day. Big Lep, she's going to bop mm -hmm. him on the head because mm -hmm. he's pushing him too hard. Right? If I can't laugh or if I can't see or if I can't deal with that, then, then I'm lost. Then I'm the fool. Mm -hmm. So that's where, at least for me personally, like the theory of why would the raven at the one time be the trickster or the clown or mock even the most sacred things and that be respected by the people as well as carrying a lot of wisdom. Mm. So I, I think that, and I've tried over the years, bro. I mean, you know, Lep's not the first person. I'm, dude, I, I got kicked out of leadership camp. <laughs> I got kicked out of so many things, man. It's not even funny. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think uh, I think I already like there's a there's definitely an amount of uh yeah, dude, you're gonna you listen and, and and if Lepke were never to come on the show again because he was pissed off of you, right. I'm ready for that too. Right. Because that's how we're rolling. 
Right. But I love but I, <laughs> I love him too. I love Lepke. Yeah. I love Lepke and I'm not saying that to say that anyone's better or worse than Lepke. He's like the rest of us. He's like the rest of us. And, you know, I'm not trying to make him feel bad either, in the sense of like when you talk to me, I wasn't like trying to say like, okay, fine, fuck Lepke. I wasn't saying that at all. Yeah, I don't what uh, yeah. But he, he uh, Lep, we need you back on over here. Right. And feel like you want to talk about it and you got something to say. Well, then let's come on. Next week, let's have you on. Let's let's air it out. Let's air it out, brother. Right? You know what was, you know, you're like, oh, Lepke's full of energy and he's full of laughs and he's full of life. And, he, and you know what he is? Until he ain't. Right. Just like. You are until you ain't. Right. And uh, what's that mean? Explain that. Like, Lepke's this thing. But as soon as Lepke stops breathing, Lepke ain't that thing no more. It's gone. Right. All right. So I feel like Lepke and us, and like, we. we, What, What does that mean? Why? It means like. Uh, uh, why it means like why waste it with what ifs and start just like we ain't gonna have this in ten years. Well, I mean, in ten years, this will be done. Right? How did you do that? Were you working confines? Were you playing to the, sticking to all the rules? Were you like get your feathers ruffled? Or did you go for it? Right? Like fuck it, you know? Like right? And I feel like I don't want to get too far off that path, and and I wish that my Friends would all, uh, you know, be on that page with me to a certain extent. Right. Look at Last night, my sister sends me a text. I can already hear the tone. Oh, I love this. I can already hear um, the, uh, what is, it? one of my favorite, favorite words is, uh, um, and I can't think of it right now, it's but I can already hear what the narrative I can hear her narrative because I came out of the same household. <laughs> she hits me up. Yeah, I'm bro. sad. Right. I miss my son. Son's going through some things right now. I've spent the day. It's maybe my, you know, because my job, they, they're letting me go after 35 years. The, the <sighs> corpus, you know, just going down this path. And then at the end of all this writing, then she's got this. This was my post today. I don't follow her. <laughs> and the picture is of my mom and her. Mm. Two pictures of her with my mom. Really mm-hmm. missing my mom. And I'm looking at the pictures, right? Yeah. Just, just get a glimpse of that picture, right? Yeah. The sister of my mom. Get that? Yeah. So for you listeners, I'm looking at all this. I'm reading all this. But what I'm looking at are the pictures on this post. And my mom is fucking so happy so is my sister and my mom's giggling and laughing and so is sister and i thought to myself like my sister is so caught up in the story of how much i miss and i'm running right and i'm looking at this and i'm like dude at that moment in time you weren't missing mom mom wasn't missing you right you guys were having this awesome fucking time right and i was trying to explain to her like right now you're, you, if you're caught up in that, you're missing now. And right. then you'll be forward looking at this. Like, right. It's right now. 
Right. We had, we had a great mom. Look at all those. Okay, it's all right to, to miss her and all right, but... Oh, all the ways down that path. Do you guys get what I'm saying? Like, I was like, and that's what I mean by like Lepke. Like, Lepke's full of all this energy. It's full of, right now, today, that's Lepke. Right. So, why tippy toe around it and delve it out in pieces? And, and, and like, that's the part that bothers me about it. It's like, I don't want to look back. In four or five years, and be like, ah, oh, man, we could have, and it, why, what? No, man, this is why. I'd rather look back and be like, yeah, fucking, we were having a blast. Hundred percent, a hundred percent, and I'm gonna tell you even one further. This is why, when someone's stuck in that story where it's like, I'm missing, and I'm missing, right? You're not <clears throat> even the way the <clears throat> rules of that type of discussion. The rules of that type of discussion doesn't even allow you to crack that and be like, hey, what are you no. doing? Because all, all they want, they're after something that they need. Right. And that's like, oh, I'm so sorry. It's so horrible it's, uh, it's, what's happening. It's, it's, bro, but this came from my mom. It's the whole narrative that was going right. down. And I saw it and I was just like, and I had to turn around. I turned around in my text. I go, it's fine to have those feelings. But if you're going to add in all the stuff you missed, why don't you add in all the good times? Right. And let it even out where it needs to. Right. Mm. Don't just play the fucking highlight. Let's look at the whole thing then. If you want to weigh out good and bad. Right. Go ahead. There's way more good than there was bad. Right. So what are you doing? Right. I mean, in, in some circles, that type of attitude is doing a disservice oh, to the memory. memory. Exactly. That That's not the... Bro. The guy that we're talking about, this this other guy that's a mutual friend. That's yeah, like yeah. My mom and I can't answer phone calls. Yeah, yeah. I hear this guy over and over talking about this traumatic thing that happened to him. Mm. He keeps on talking about it. You know what it was? What? His mother was diagnosed with cancer. Which is bad. He said that for the 30th, 40th time. And I turned around and I said to him, hold on a fucking minute, bro. Who the hell got diagnosed with cancer? You or your mom? Right. And he goes, my mom. I go, well, fucking rubber fucking back. What the fuck are you mad about? Right. You didn't get the cancer. Right. I, that's the part of shit that I don't fucking understand, bro. Right. You didn't get. This guy is telling me that he's all fucked up because his mom got diagnosed with cancer. So I go, well, what about your fucking mom? Fuck her. Right. She, she come rub your back. Right. Because she got diagnosed with cancer and you're not fucking receiving it well. Right. And dude just looked at me like this. Right. He almost got up and started crying. Yeah, but the but thing- But it's that type of, that's that but same listen, narrative, But dude. listen, but let me tell you something else. It's a real sick narrative, listeners. Listen, let me tell you something else, Steve. Let me tell you something else. Yeah. There's a lot of people that would have said what you did was not a friend thing to yeah, do. Of course, bro. But there's a lot of people that have true understanding that know that that might have been the most friend shit you could have ever That's done. That's right. Honestly. Yeah. It might not feel good in the moment, but that might be the thing that saves a guy's like that whole fucking rest of his life. The best, some of the best shit that happened to me. Right. In my life. Right. Came in the form of some real, real, right, real violent right. and didn't feel good. And right. 
Some tears might have followed it. Like, it, it was not good when it went down. And it saved my life. It was the best shit that could have happened. Right. I, think about all the heroes, right, in, in, in wars or whatever. All the heroes, right? All of them had to get broken down by some fucking boot camp asshole to break them down and get them set right. And some of the skills that got them to survive and then tap into even higher talents in that fucking situation came from the fact of some shit that didn't feel good but was part of the training. That's a, I, I, I try to tell people, man, I, I, I almost go nuts to a certain extent because uh, there are a lot of things. This is why, like when I talk about the mockery and all this other shit, mm-hmm. this is why a lot of the stuff, there's kernels of truth in a lot of these things that we don't like to hear. There's kernels of fucking truth. And if you can get over yourself enough, Get over yourself enough, bro. Right. If you can get over yourself enough to stop worrying about, uh, 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 to hear the truth in some of these things, then you're going to advance. You're going to get to another level. But there ain't no comfortable way to get to the next level, dude. This Zen fucking shaved head Zen monk motherfucker. He said, if you're in level two, there's a guy writing like 1,500 years ago didn't even wear pants guy was in a robe all the time think about it he wrote you in level two and you get to level three it's gonna take everything you got it's gonna be the hardest thing you've ever done in your fucking life but that doesn't mean there's not level four five six and seven so get going get over it yeah 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 let me tell you man let me tell you something i got i got okay so There's some guys, right, that that are right. That okay. So listen. So what I'm saying to you is this: yeah. is like, and maybe you can understand this. Okay, like, okay. <laughs> I like when you do that. There's a there, 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 okay. I'm gonna tell you an exact incident of a dude that came into the joint. Okay. And the dude was like from a neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. And He's like, you know, he would talk like kind of like that outlaw talk, and I'm fucking motherfucking dude. I, I, I ain't no motherfucking follower, you know. You know yeah, yeah. But you're in the neighborhood, but you ain't no follower, right? But he really ain't no. <laughs> but the thing is, is that the dude really ain't no follower. Right. He's in the neighborhood, right? Yeah. But he's like, I'm like, oh yeah, I heard this. Other. So some <laughs> some some dudes that are kind of running the show. Get it, this dude, another dude, and they're like, hey, man, tell dude that the, 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 it's got to happen. That's that. And the dude, they get at him, and he's like, man, the motherfuckers tell me themselves they want to tell me something, man. I ain't taking no motherfucking orders from nobody. <laughs> I'm a motherfucking gangster, man. I don't. I do what I want to do. That's part of, that's part of being a motherfucking gangster. Ain't no man going to run. And I'm like, made sense, too. <laughs> It really does, dog. I mean, to a certain extent. It does, to a certain extent. Right. You really that motherfucker? Ain't nobody standing over you, dude. Right. Really, 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 really. Right. But everybody lines up. But there's this 1%. And this motherfucker was like, they're like, them dudes are like, oh, we got fucking superhero over here. So they get up at him the (laughs) the next day and them dudes get right up at him. Like, motherfucker, did you not get clear with what was told to you? Did they stutter? And dude was like, what's up? What you want to do? I don't take orders from another man. I don't give a fuck who you are. Spit on the dude. No. Damn. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Now, this dude, 
This dude ended up eventually, they ended up, this guy eventually ended up dying. They eventually killed him. Right. But it took like 10 years, bro. Right. This guy wasn't going into like security housing. wasn't like, like he'd keep on going out. So he got stabbed a bunch of times. And he was like really about that, like, I'm my own, you know? Right. I, I run the show. Right. Ain't no other man going to tell. Like, he was that type of dude, but right. all the ways through. Right. You get what I'm saying? Well, I think I do. Go ahead. And so what I'm saying is like, if Lepke, Lepke needs to do what he needs to do. Right. You get what I'm saying? I do. That's Le- the Lepke. The- he doesn't need to. He, nobody. He doesn't need to take it. He needs to do him, dude. You get what I'm saying? Like I, I, I. Not only do I get what you're saying, is I feel like what I'm hearing you saying also is is that maybe Big Lep has to make a commitment to one thing or the other. That maybe if Lep is really about this, or if he's really about that, or if he's really about this, right? Which part of which part of this next phase in Lepke's life is going to be? paramount to him right like what is he really committed to right right is he committed to remember when is he committed to saving lives is he committed to you know because sometimes i'm not necessarily saying this is big lep but i'm telling you this i definitely have seen situations where somebody wants them both but you can't do both Mm. there you can do both for a little while but then there comes a point in time where the gap is just too far between the two. And I'm not even going to say that it's even, you know, I know Lepke's a changed man. I know what he's about today, and, and you know, I really do. And he's, so I say there's a difference between <clears throat> being in the life and not being in the life. Right. But then there's also a difference between not being in the life and being in this business. Right. Right? Right. So certainly I know that he's made the change. But I hear what you're saying. Bro. I'm not saying necessarily that Lepke himself as a man isn't changed at all. Right. No, I'm no, not saying no, that. no, no. But what I am saying is, is that not just, I mean, we'll take it off of Lep because Lep knows Lep better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. But what I am saying is, is that even in, okay, it, you know what? I'll put it in recovery. F- by the way, I've been hit up by a lot of people who want us to do an addiction show. Okay. Right? Like all all of our stories and going through it all. Okay? This is what I'll say. In the recovery game is a, a, that's a fucking beast life, bro. That's a, the recovery life is, you think as soon as you put down what you put down, Mm -hmm. that it's all going to start making sense. Mm. But that recovery life is a no man's land filled with fog and poisonous gases and traps hidden everywhere. Everywhere. And when I say that, I mean like, there's a lot of people I know that they're changed and they're in recovery, but they're not able to say, I want to be successful also. And so they just bop along recovery and you go that's still better right that where they were before it's an improvement so we can't knock that but i you and i both know a guy who probably has like 28 years right doesn't have a house doesn't have a life and i've been in meetings where dudes have come in and it said if you want a life you got to get a life 
You got to go out and get that life. You can't sit in here, stay off the sauce, go to meetings and expect, you know, whatever you your definition of success to rain down on you. Right. God's not up there going like, well, he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. Now I'm going to let him have some checks. It don't work like that. All right. All right. And there are sometimes, right, situations where you're, you're in recovery and you're not doing what you used to do, but you got a little bit of a substitution, okay? Like for me, let's say nicotine. Okay, I ain't gonna lie. I mm-hmm. fucking, <laughs> all right? I ain't got to hide it anymore. I, I fucking love nicotine. Mm. I ain't even sorry about it. I'm not even trying to find out some goddamn way that nicotine's healthy or not. I'm not trying to do all that. All right? I don't need a reason to love some shit. I know me. I love this shit. Fucking uh, uh, one can on and the other half every night. Before I hit the bed. And I'm telling you, bro, I've gone into mental weird nicotine places. Uh, I could do a whole show. So my point is, <laughs> right? But you also have a lot of people that try to tackle it all, all those things. Like you, you put down the shit that was really fucking up your life. And then you're doing something else that is permitted. And that's kind of getting you through. And before you even had a chance to get your sea legs your friends and other people are trying to get you off of that too. And you try to do too much and you fall out. I've seen that. I'm not a big fan of that. I'm telling you right now, if you put down the drug and the alcohol, but you smoke every day, your fucking life at the end, more beautiful, more power to you. Do it. And don't let anybody shame you out of your cigarettes. Don't let anybody shame you out of your chewing tobacco. Don't let anybody shame you out of your fucking nicotine pouches. Hmm. And you might be fat for a minute. Hmm. I've seen that too. And if that fucks with your your ego and all that other shit you got, and that throws you out. And I've seen that too. Mm-hmm. And we're not even talking about making money in recovery. Mm-hmm. I've seen that throw motherfuckers out too. Absolutely. Right. And I've seen people in recovery that are working in recovery that think that that's also working their own recovery. Sure. And I've seen that throw them out. Yeah. Now, that's why I'm saying somebody, you could be a changed person and enter these lands. And fuck yours off just as easy. Thinking that you're doing the right thing. Right. Yeah, that's you how, just go down fooling yourself. That's how dangerous and tricky this fucking recovery thing really is, bro. I I, I agree with that, man, 100%. And I, I have to say, too, man, like, Yeah, I agree with you 100%. So that's why I'm saying that sometimes a lot of shit, because it's real hard for people. The ego piece when you get recovery is maybe one of the hardest things to deal with. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. Look at, I think it's very clear to our listeners, and if it's not, I'll make it clear. Like, I'm not gangbang. Right. I'm definitely, like, you're not going to come to me with, like, some robbery or some lick or let's move a few fucking pounds or ounces. Like, I'm not going to do any of that. Right. I'm going to tell you and anybody else, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. I'm not doing anything like that. Um, And at the same time, man, like, because I'm clear that you can't have one foot in that world and one foot in this world. Right. I've seen it fucking fall apart I don't know one person that was really had both in and out. 
doing it where it didn't come to a crash again. So you, your ticket gets pulled, bro. It's a matter of, it's just, a, 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 for some reason, it's one of those things that's like a law of cause and effect. For some reason, you just can't win. It's like if you gave me $100 million and let me play forever in Vegas, right. eventually, there's nothing left. Right. It, it all goes. It has to, right? It, right. But it's the odds. Somehow, it's the same way. You think you're doing both sides, but one of the two blows up in your face. Either you have to do something that's going to cost you everything here, right. or they're going to tell to have you do something that costs everything here. Right. But you, and it blows up on you, man. Well, let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you something that I know. Mm. There was a point in time, my first year in sobriety, okay, Oh, and 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 I, I'm a school schooly D motherfucker, so I wasn't on the, you know, uh, fighting the deal the whole time. I was like, all right, what's the? Tell me what the recipe is, and I'll do it. And you pointed at the fucking steps, and you were like, da da da, and I did them right. And a year went by, and when I talk about ego, right? Listen, this is what I'm talking about, really. That year went by. I didn't pick up at all. I had done the 12 steps to my ability at that point in time, and I was miserable. Hmm. I was fucking miserable. I was miserable. Why was I miserable? Because my cash and prizes hadn't come in. I did all the right shit, hmm. right? And I had been raised in, in systems where it's like, if you fulfill the quota, you get the diploma. Hmm. Where's my fucking shit? Yeah. And, I'll, and I'm going to say this, and this is why you, no matter what happens in Green's God, blah, 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 you will always have a place in my heart is because after I did all that shit and I wasn't happy and I had been, you and I had been talking and you would ask me sometimes, how you doing? And I'd lie. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, I'm fine, man. What do you mean? Great. Did the, did the steps in 10 months. Great. What, huh? what do you mean? Right, 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 what, right. what could be wrong with right, me? Nothing. Right. right? right. And then finally, right, and I really honestly pulled up into a 7-Eleven right there in West Hollywood, right in the middle of that Russian strip where... It, oh, yeah, the one right by Fairfax. How anybody's making... Those are all fronts. Gotta be. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I fucking pull up and I'm thinking, if, 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 if I did the steps and I did the deal and I didn't pick up and I got a year and I'm feeling like this, what the fuck's the point? Why? What the fuck is the point? Then I might as well, because I'm already fucked up, I might as well be drunk and fucked up. That sounds a whole hell of a lot more fun. Mm. And then I thought, you know what? Better call my buddy Steve first. <laughs> I'm just going to give him a call and tell him yeah. the truth. Right. I've been lying. I've been lying about how I feel. I haven't been lying about where I've been. I haven't been lying about... Whether you used or not. Right. Yeah. I'm lying about how I feel. Right. I've been lying. So I call you up and I go, bro. This ain't fucking. And you said, well, maybe you need to do the steps again. Simple as that. Simple. A fucking simple deal. And whatever, by the grace of the universe, whatever it was, I had the sense enough to be like, you know what? He might be right. He might be right that a guy that's been ruining his life with alcohol for 20 years might need to do the steps twice 
before he can actually sign it off and say, yeah, this shit don't work. Mm. And I did that. Mm. My life has steadily improved since then. But it had to do with the ego piece for me, mm. which was like, I couldn't let Big Steve see that I didn't have it all together, <laughs> even though I was fat and wearing crazy clothes. I couldn't let, I couldn't let Big, I couldn't let anyone know. I, I, I'll let you know how I feel when I get rich. Then I'll tell you. Then I'll, uh-huh. feel, right? I'll be like, oh, you know, I'm not going through anything too. I feel a little depressed inside. Let's get in my Maserati and drive around and talk about it. I can be open if I got the shit. Right. But it was a lot harder for me to not have any of the shit and actually tell you like, yeah, man. So that's when I say that's how tricky recovery is. That might not seem like a big trick, but that's a tr- that's hard to that's a hard that's a hard thing to deal with. And that keeps going. It don't end. You got to there's new levels and new devils. You got a next level, you got to get up and you got to fucking face another piece of you that you were putting on layaway. Thinking like fuck it, I'll deal with that when I'm rich. Not nah, motherfucker. I tell you, bro. As we sign off, yeah. Hey guys, Brett Beck. Brett. What? Brett Beck fit. Brett Beck fit. Yeah, that guy's Brett. fucking training me right now. Brett Beck right, fit. Let me tell you, and let me tell you. Yeah, go ahead. The reason I bring this up. Yeah, is go ahead, please. My whole life. Yeah. Man, I very, I really didn't do a whole bunch of stomach crunches stuff. You know? Oh yeah, I squat, bro. Hey, you- I'd squat once every six months. I think I squatted a couple times in my life. Real leg exercises, a little bit here, and there, but I never worked on my core. Right. Well, I've got a shoulder injury right now, so I can't go heavy. So this guy twice a week, bro, is working the shit out of me in places that I've run from my whole life. Right. My whole life, right. I've avoided doing my core because that shit hurts. Yeah. And you don't need to work your abs if you got big enough pecs. Yeah, you just put <laughs> you on pants. Muscle, right. muscle shelf will cover that shit. So it's in everything I've been running from my whole life yeah. is what I'm running to, it seems like yeah. right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's I'm just destroyed... But it feels so good, bro. It's everything I needed is everything I've been running from. Mm-hmm. You know? Of course. And uh, so that's what we're going to end it off with. All right. Let with, me give it let, Let's give a shout on. out to some give of the motherfuckers sh- that have been hanging out. Big Eric, Salt River Rez. Big shout out to you, Reckless Ruben. Big shout out. Mark oh. Torres. Crazy fucker. Uh, RZ3K joined. Big shout out to our friend Jennifer Boozes who joined us. Uh, Jennifer. Jennifer Bessels? Jennifer. Jenna, is that uh, Jeff Bezos' ex-wife? Or no, what? that's Jennifer Booze's. Booze ass. Jennifer. Big Jen. Jen's a... Oh man, I would love for her to come on the show. <coughs> we used to work in entertainment together. Mm. We got some real crazy stories. Real fucking crazy stories. Um, Junior 9002 6 side WS. What's up? Clock 211. And uh, 805 Sanchez El Rompe Costillas. Says Norwalk is in the fucking house, but so is Santa Monica. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Uh, old Blue Eyes, what do you got? Uh, shout out to Beth for listening to the show. My sister. Yeah, dude, my sister yeah. is a super fan. Right. She was like, she was pulling out. She was saying some stuff and then pulling out some old show details. Yeah. And I was like, wow, she's a she's a committed listener. So yeah, shout out Beth. She can't, you know, listen. Well, I'm going to give a shout out. Go ahead. To uh, Soul Assassins. And yes. Esteban Oriol. Of course. 
Give a shout out to my Manny B, Supermax Hardware, Jesus on a Hard Luck Show. Uh, go to www.supermaxhardware.com. Get yourself some gear. Support the cause. Keep your uh, keep yeah, listening bro. to the Hard Luck Show on yeah, Mondays bro. and Thursdays. And keep your eyes and ears open for Hard to Kill. Yeah. And a shout out to the Vibes family and the Cookies family. Hey, Darren, I want to give a shout out to Darren fucking Craig, who just Darren asked. He's Craig. like, who the fuck is that dude in the background? And he put LOL. That's, listen. Yeah, so they want to know. They do. Hey, listen, don't shake your head, uh, Special K. Darren Craig is a fucking famous artist and director. He's worked I'm with Mikey the likes Fines. of yeah, yep. Kanye West and everything. He wants to know about you. This could be your big shot, buddy. He's interested in you. He's, He's inquiring in about you. He wants to know. What What do you want? Listen, what do you want to tell him? Hello. <laughs> Hello. 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 Yeah. All right, Darren. All right. Let's uh, wrap this up and start the next one. By the way, I got a lot of compliments on Robert Durst. Okay, great. We awesome. got a... Hey, you know what? We got Robert Blake coming. That's oh, yeah. a crazy oh, fucking yeah. story. Oh, yeah. I had Steven, our friend, rolling yesterday when I was telling him little pieces from the fucking Robert Blake story. It's fucking Robert Blake, bro. We're going we're gonna to get into that. We're I mean, gonna, just imagine. That's the, guy, that's the guy who took his wife to a restaurant, said, oh, I forgot my gun at the restaurant, ran back to get it. When he came back, she was shot in the head twice. Just that. I'll leave it right there. Yeah. I think about that. Mm-hmm. Sean's like, how the fuck do I get out of this episode? Uh, so, like we do about this time. Adios, amigos from the Hard Luck Show. Support for Hard Luck Show is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for you to check your own oil. (laughs) (laughs) All right, just checking. All right, what do they say after that, Steve? What does it say right there? It says, (laughs) They obsess over all their technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men nationwide. We have an exclusive offer for my listeners. We have exclusive offers for our listeners. Right. Our listeners. What? Yeah, Budhead805. Yep. Yeah, no one else can get this, Steve. It's Nobody only us. Only, H- only the Hard Luck Show is going to get these guys this kind of deal. It's 20% off. <laughs> huh? Plus free shipping with the code, the activation code. What's the activation code? HLS. There it is there. That's the activation code. You know, talking about that introduction actually excites me to go on to some talking points. What do you think about that? Oh. Do you have that same feeling? Like, hey, I want to do some talking points. Yeah, me too. <laughs> All right. Like, for instance, what's one of the topic talking points that comes up for you? Well, it's <laughs> great. Uh, do you use the lawnmower 3.0? I mean, you know what? It's a formulation from the perfect package that that lawnmower 3.0 kit. Mm-hmm. 
And listen, I'm not going to read this part. <laughs> Host to talk about the time when he's hurt his balls while trimming below the belt or a funny ball trimming story. How has Manscaped helped your confidence? I'm not going to talk about that part. But oh. you know you know what I am going to talk about? Uh. I'm going to talk about Sean's balls. Oh, blue eyes. The crop preserver? No. <laughs> Oh, blue eyes, dude. Hey, crop preserver. <laughs> That's Special K's new name. <laughs> hey, hey, man, how about that anti-fucking hey, spe- chafing of the balls? <laughs> Sean had chafing of the balls once. He was walking down a road. Uh, remember when you got that, that ball hair knot, dude? Well, they, here, they can, here, Manscaped can provide you with an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. So your balls can just slide around and never get chafed. You know what? It's like putting olive oil on your balls. <laughs> just spray a little bit of Pam. You know, like a little Pam on each... Yeah, a little on, cooking grease. On each flat. <laughs> just on each one of those ball wings. So I'm about stick. to get cooking. <laughs> non-stick. Over easy. Non-stick. Over easy. That's how I like it. I slap you in the face <laughs> with my non-stick balls. You know what we should do? We should make Special K shave his nutsack with one of these things. And come yeah. Come and report about yeah. it. Yeah. Right? And we could set up like a little four-way little curtain with a towel <laughs> so that like while he's doing it, we can like get it all in like waist high. Right. And get what? Like this. We should record it. And film it. Yeah. yeah. Be like <laughs> Making all cut. sorts of fuck faces. Right. And you know what we should do is, um, you know, get like a... Uh, like one of those, like 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 a packet of ketchup or something like that, and watch kind of just have like blood shoot up from the fucking thing or whatever. All right, look at some squibs on him. Right, squibs. That's exactly. I think that's what he actually has is a squib. Yeah. I think all he's got he is a squib. Like he had a couple squibs underneath <laughs> his shirt. <laughs> hmm. I just love looking at his face when he's trying to explain something. That's the best. I mean, anyway, listen. The point of the matter is, dude, this thing's got an LED light on it. Which is real important because sometimes you got to really be able to see when you get way down under there. Way like, down under there. Yeah, like uh, Big Timmy. Yeah. You know oh. how much trouble? Do you know how many shadows are under Timmy's balls? They need a fog light for Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> the LED light. Wow, <laughs> LED, big one. LED ain't going to cut it, bro. It's like one of them construction lights at the construction <laughs> sites at the work night. It's like when you're working on a car and you got that, that light inside a little cage with a right, hook Right, yeah, on those it. are the ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Nah, you he, Can't even look at the light. No, nah, it's like staring into an abyss. Right. Light doesn't even come out from underneath Big Tim's balls. Anyway. Well, I'm thankful. Uh, I'm thankful for the uh, the crop reviver, bro. You know, this product <laughs> along with uh, other products uh, really has really helped me out with my balls sweating, the smelling, the sticking. <laughs> Because <laughs> I just have such a problem with my balls smelling and sticking together. You know, I, had, I don't have that problem anymore. I, you know what? I know a guy that every day after he fucking <laughs> takes his his underwear off, he fucking gives it a good whiff. He, I think yeah. he likes his own smell. Just a, a deep one. But this is going to cut all that right out. Just to keep you in check. Right. Keep yourself in check. <laughs> Just an old eye opener. I got a snippet to keep myself in line every now and then, like a dog. <laughs> That's an old eye opener. <laughs> Listen, you know what they did? When I to- need a moment of clarity, <laughs> I shove my hands down my pants. I'm not kidding you. He was an amateur boxer and he got knocked out. They didn't even put smelling salts. They just took his chonies and stuck it right in his face. Woke him right up, bro. <laughs> I 
All right, listen, they threw two in two free gifts into their perfect package, a pair of high-performance boxer briefs that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day. I got a feeling that their target audience is guys with real stanky nads, mm. like serious fucking funky junk dudes, right? Funky junk. Right. Trim that junk of yours, 20% off free shipping with the code HLS Manscaped. Your balls will thank you, right? So will your chonies. 20% off. That's it. That's the commercial. Manscaped. That's it. Listen, if you want us to get paid and keep doing what we're doing, I don't give a shit. Go on their goddamn website and buy some shit from Manscaped. They supported the show back when there was no McDonald's commercials, back when there was none of that NBC Peacock shit, no orange bike. And you know what? At least Manscaped's got the fucking brass ones to let us fucking run our own goddamn commercial instead of having some fucking loser singing yeah, about an orange man. bike, right? And you people out there, my listeners, tell some people. Tell your friends about the show. If you want us to keep on going, we need your support. It's up to uh, each and every listener to get out there, man. Tell your friends about this show. We need the support. You want us to keep going. Dude, we didn't even talk about the fucking, that agent dude, Kevin Smith's agent that we talked to who gave us this few pointers and how we were thinking about it. We got to do that. All right. Anyway, listen. Manscaped, motherfucker. Manscaped.